This is Junkyard Divas with your hosts, Elizabeth Eppersall and Trevor George. It is Tuesday, and it's another Junkie Whore Diva, I'm just kidding, Junkyard Divas episode. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Ebersol, and with me I have Trevor George, so hey girl. Hey. Whoa. You sound hot, you single? <laughs> single as fuck. Mm, do you like Pop Rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Come here often? Um, for people who don't know what a joke is, I'm actually Trevor George, and that's Elizabeth Ebersol. <laughs> so our Disney series is continuing. Just the two. Oh, somebody's at our door. Girl, I'm in my knickers and my hairs and curlers. I'm not prepared for guests. Great, but answer it. You go get it. Fine. I brought snacks. Well, shit. That's the least you could have done. <laughs> That's how you answer the door. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> hey, it's Lizzie Powers. I will gladly take those snacks from you. Cookie! Um, nom, 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 oh, nom, 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 nom. Lizzie Powers, it's your first time on our season two. Welcome I back. Know. Lizzie's you guys bat- look the same. <laughs> I no got a boob changed. job. Thanks. Oh my god! I cut my hair off. What are you oh talking about? I have okay. a new nose. <laughs> Trevor had the third, second successful face transplant. Third successful face transplant. I don't know how many they're on now. There's been one definitely. Different episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lizzie Powers is back, 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 back again. And we kind of just want to know uh, what what you've been up to since the last time we talked to you on here. You know, just growing anxiety in a world of a pandemic. So that's really it. That yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that my anxiety's yeah. been terrible today. Yeah. <laughs> but this, er, your name's not Disney, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, I should be way more wealthy than I am not. <laughs> True. True, and you should be paying my student debt. But uh, <laughs> my student debt, Lizzie, we got to ask you: Are you a Disney fan? I am a Disney fan. Girl, you actually she hasn't oh, been on for a Disney. I know. So <laughs> already Disney with you like five hundred times. <laughs> I have Disney toys behind me, but if I roll in with this new microphone, I think it'll pick up my chair and it'll just be like. <laughs> okay, so I have Disney player. toys. Don't. Oh, oh, I am a Disney fan. Cute. Not a tiny Mike Wazowski. Cute. Look at how cute he is. He's so cute. cute. I'm excited for the new Monsters Inc. show that's coming out. Yeah. On Disney Plus. It's a sequel series to the movie. What? It's called Monsters at Work. It's called Monsters at Work. Oh my god. Didn't they announce it when they announced all the movies? All I know is Roz has a sister in it. (gasps) Ugh. 
And I hope to see Boo. I want Boo back. We need to see Boo. The way that Mm -hmm. they ended it, we deserve it at this point. With how disappointing the opening to Incredibles 2 was, we fucking deserve this Pixar. Just give us this. What was disappointing about it? Oh, because it... It lasted two seconds. Yeah, the full movie wasn't about the the minor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they built up to it for 15 years. I think with The Incredibles... They could have grown the characters a little bit more over the past 15 years. Since it's been 15 fucking years. Elizabeth, settle down now. <laughs> That's why I prefer I Jacob. Do, I feel like <laughs> I liked The Incredibles to maybe an unpopular opinion more than I liked the first one, though. That really? baby scene with the raccoon is. Okay, that was hilarious. That was just, funny. It's so good. It's but do you remember the Jack Jack scene with the babysitter in the first one? Though? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That was and then really the Jack Jack too. attacks short. Yeah. <laughs> so Lizzie, since you're a Disney fan too, and we've talked Disney with you, do you have a fun little Disney memory you could share, or Disney <laughs> fun little Disney something? I, I do have a fun. I have a Disney World memory um, that I was thinking of the other day, actually, because I I follow a lot of Disney influencers on instagram and i was like everyone's going to the parks and i'm so jealous and i wish i could go and but um when i was little we went and there was a parade as there often is at disney world land universe and there was the crocodile from peter pan and he came up to me and i was like very small in the photos we have so it was maybe like five or six and he put his whole mouth around me like he was pretending to eat me and it freaked me the fuck oh, out god and i was so scared and he like you know was like trying to be funny and fun and my mom got a photo of me looking terrified in this alligator's mouth and he walked away and one of his teeth had fallen out and i was like jokes on you mr crocodile he's a crocodile not an alligator um <laughs> jokes on you mr crocodile i got your tooth and i think i still have it somewhere at my parents house that's I'm surprised awesome. he did that because that would have terrified kids yeah have been an anxious did. mess it was the 90s man anything yeah, could happen that's so true Crazy. That's a fun story. Do you have the picture with you, or you said your I mom don't has have it? It, wi- it might be on my Instagram if I go far back enough, but my parents definitely have it. They have. Like, I want to see that the old-fashioned like photo album where it's like all white. Well, now it's yellow because it's old because I'm old, but it has like Mickey and Minnie on it, and then it's like you open it up and it's like your Walt Disney World vacation, and they put all the photos in it. Oh, that's cute. I'll have to get it next time I go. But Lizzie and I have Disney memories because when we were depressed at our last job, we would take lunch would breaks and walk down to the Disney store. store. Yeah. And have 30 minutes of happiness. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. And then we'd always, the people working would always try to get us to buy more things. And we'd be like, no, we don't, we don't make enough in our current positions. <laughs> Thank you. We're poor. <laughs> yeah. Help me, I'm poor. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the women of Disney. We're going to talk about the female animators that don't get enough attention. And also, we're going to talk about the progression of female Disney characters. So we're going to start off with the female animators of Disney's past. Do you guys know anything about female animators of Disney's history, past or present? Do you know much about them or anything about the female pioneers of Disney's history? I feel like there is 
there were a few that worked on like Cinderella and I feel like that's like one of the first. I feel like there weren't any on Snow White in there. There, so I've always known it to be the nine old men that worked on Snow White, but yeah. after like doing some research, it sounds like there was one woman that, Damn. yeah, she was, she worked on the cells for the film. Um, I'll talk about her in a little bit. She's on my list to talk about. So, okay. but yeah, she doesn't get the attention. It's always been known as the nine old men. Yeah, that's because hmm. patriarchy. They so were true. the main animators. So maybe that's why, like not to say... I mean, it was a woman, so she wasn't gonna get the attention. But I think, I think they could have given her a little bit of a shout out here. And there. Yeah, I mean, they could have mentioned her. Mm-hmm. So the first woman I want to bring up, her name was Bianca Maggioli. She was Italian. Hey. I said that wrong, but Bianca was the first woman hired into the studio's all-male story department in 1935. Her tenure would be marked with both triumph and prejudice. Majoli translated Le blah, 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 Pinocchio from its original yeah. Italian and then considered how to adapt the story from story to screen. It must have been terrible to be the first and only woman mm-hmm. going to work with all those closed minded white men. Because, it, <laughs> right. And it is Disney, so it's like people think, ooh, the magic of Disney, but it's like it was a work environment. I'm sure, it sucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was like really hard. Yeah. <laughs> So Majoli would work on a wide range of films, uh, such as Fantasia, drawing concept art for Cinderella, which is probably who you're thinking of, Lizzie, Mm. um, writing material for Peter Pan, and creating an elephant design that would inspire Dumbo. Um, So she's considered like the original designer of Dumbo. That's cool. Yet along with all of her accomplishments came resentment from her male colleagues, who would be cruel in their criticisms during story meetings shocking yeah we've all seen this movie (laughs) ultimately majoli's career at disney would abruptly end in 1940 when she returned from vacation to find her desk cleared out um no one no one had bothered to tell her she was fired majoli was one of a powerful group of women who dominated the studio during its golden age from 1930 to 1970 she worked alongside Sylvia Holland, a middle-aged widow desperate to keep her family afloat. As the first female story director, Holland worked closely with the visual effects department, eager to shape Fantasia into a delicate rendering of art and nature. To this end, she brought her small group of artists along with a member of the special effects department. So this group of women were pushing the boundaries of effects in animation and putting significant resources into making snowflake swirls and dewdrops glistening. So they like help shape how we visualize a lot of what we see in animated films, but yet still don't get the attention they deserve. This technique that they designed or they created for animated films was improved upon in the studio's upcoming feature film Bambi as they began testing their artwork into the multi-plane camera, which added depth and realism to the scenes. The artists working on the film were gathered around a pile of mysterious sketches. No one knew where the drawings had come from, but all agreed they were chilling. The hunting dogs seemed to leap off the page with thick muscular bodies and arresting eyes. Everyone assumed the mystery artist was a man. Then Retta Scott walked in. Thanks to her terrifying sketches and her plethora of ideas on how to make the animals even more frightening, she would become the studio's first credited female animator. Wait, what was that lady's name? The first credited animator? Her name was Retta Scott. Retta Scott. Retta's a cute name, girl. 
That right? is a cute name. R-E-T-T-A Scott. Working alongside Scott was her best friend, Mary Blair, who was a talented artist. Hired by Walt Disney himself in 1940, Blair worked on early projects with Majoli and Holland before being sent on a trip to South America along with Disney and a small group of artists for the film Salidos Amigos. It would be the first of many research trips for Blair, and the travel deepened her artistic sensibility. Walt cherished her work and soon made her an art director for a host of films, including Cinderella, Peter Pan, and Alice in Wonderland. Her bold, modern style defined Disney's films in the 1950s. She also worked on several theme park projects, including It's a Small World for Disneyland. After Walt's death in 1966, the company never hired her again for a project. I hate everyone. It just seriously. <laughs> she was clearly a pioneer, and she brought yeah. like the what we see Disney films in the fifties was her imagination, and they yeah. uh, makes me upset. And the fact that Disney himself hired her, and they like couldn't be like, you know what, let's keep it going. They'd mm-hmm. be little petty ass bitches. Frozen is a part of this story too. Its development began in 1938, which I've always found interesting. They've always tried to get Frozen into production, but they've always had issues with it. Development began in 1938 with a treatment written by Mary Goodrich. Goodrich was a reporter for the Hartford Courant and an aviator who at 26 completed the first female solo flight to Cuba. That's really cool. In addition to her work on Fantasia and Dumbo, Goodrich adapted The Snow Queen, written in the 1840s by Hans Christian Andersen. The task was not easy as the tale consisted of seven fragmented stories and lacked a clear narrative. It was impossible not to be entranced by its repeated themes of the redemptive power of love and the triumph of vulnerable children over destructive adults. What do you guys think of what we heard about with these early Disney female animators? Since you are two women from last I checked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, how, do you- how are you checking? Um, are you trying to do what that new senator is trying to pull off? Of checking the, or he might not be new. I the law oh, yeah. that that one senator is trying to get to have all the female genitals checked to make sure that they're women so that they can play sports. Yeah. The fuck. I know. Yeah. Lizzie, what do you think of all these old animated, I mean, old female animators? I feel like we've all seen these movies, right? Where it's like the first woman to do something, or you know, the fifties seemed like the style of clothing was really cool and everything else sucked about it, which I'll stand by fight me, fight me on it. But it's like, it just seems (laughs) like it's, it's like you have all these talented people who are being treated like crap because of the sex that they identify as. And it's just, stupid it makes me mad movies like that are always like really great because it's like we can do anything but then they also make me irrationally angry because i don't like things that aren't fair uh and i think like hearing that these women worked on these films and then we're like fired and no one told them or like Walt disney died and then they just like never hired them back it makes me really mad yeah unfortunately that's a lot of the cases especially back then which should be shocking, but it's really just not anymore because like you see, like you said, you see all these movies and you see all the shit that these women had to go through in order to just do their fucking job. Like 
it's just crazy and like even for like especially for women of color back then like they would have never gotten this opportunity to be able to do this because you know men white men suck or i guess white cis men suck because honestly i separate myself from the white straight men (laughs) (laughs) because they just like let shit go on for way too fucking long you know there's all these white men that knew that things weren't the way that they should be and just continued to like survive off of it and like thrive instead of standing up for what's right yeah because like white men have always been raised to believe that they are the best Mm -hmm. like white straight cis men so when a woman comes in who is more talented than most of the people there and maybe all it sounds like some of these women might have been the most talented people there Mm -hmm. their little egos can't take it yeah and they want to get rid of these women and they don't and especially back then they did not view women as equals whatsoever no no really didn't so they believed like a woman's place was at home and it's like no (laughs) like i and i give i give so many so much kudos to these women that still fought you know like they still fought for what they wanted in their career and they're like hey i'm talented i deserve to be here and i'm glad that walt disney saw that too like he did give these women the jobs that they deserved and it makes me sad that once he passed they got rid of the women yeah like they were just like oh fuck them Mm -hmm. the second he died they were like oh the boss is gone we can do what we want now right instead of doing what's right well History was not kind to these men because what happened later on with Disney animation was pretty fabulous. So Frozen, we got director Jennifer Lee, and she has been a very big pioneer in Disney Animation Studios. And if you guys, you guys know John Lasseter, who was head of Pixar, and then he became head of Walt Disney Animation. Well, he had some sexual allegations and against stepped him. stepped down, right? So, well, he stepped down because he was about to get fired. So once, so once that happened, when John Lasseter pretty much left and lost his job, Jennifer Lee got his position as chief creative officer of Walt Disney Animation Studios. I did not know that either. Yeah. And she also brought a tale of Frozen and she changed it from elsa the evil snow queen to elsa the complicated queen that had a heart and there was no prince to save these princesses and they, it was about sisterly love hell yeah so and that cute uh he's not a horse reindeer reindeer i was like he's not a horse Sven. yeah Sven. i love the silent animal like companions they are the mm-hmm. funniest ones ever like and you can fight me on this but they are the funniest characters in those movies i think i'm just gonna fight you because i want to (laughs) i mean that's fine too i'll still kick your ass but like you can come for me i will defend that till the day i die so yeah so i think jennifer lee's a badass i love her uh did you guys know that about uh that she's now head of walt disney animation no no i had no idea when did and that happen? She took the role June of 2018. Okay. Well, good for her, Jennifer. Hell yeah. yeah. Hire more women of color, please. Thank you. Yes. Yep. And hire more gay people, too. Yeah, that too. Just hire more people. Just yeah. every walk of life. Let's get people in there. Be yeah. more inclusive. Is the mm-hmm. way And it's be. not 
And for people who are listening, we're not discrediting white straight men, but we're just saying we need equality. Like yes. everybody deserves a chance. Exactly. And that's the thing that always bothered me at Columbia when I was in film school is that it was the film department was predominantly male and white. Women in the in our classes had to fight harder to get their stuff done. And I felt like I was excluded because I was gay. And then like they felt excluded because they're women. And it was such like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A click, like with the white straight mm-hmm. boys. Like it was such a white straight click. And I was just like me and the girls and other gays always had to work together and we kicked ass. We beat them. I remember in film classes, we always had to present like our shorts and stuff and ours were always better. Well, yeah, because um, you guys are felt- more imaginative. So yeah, that's a little bit of the history of women at Disney. And I'm proud of them. They kicked ass. Okay, everybody, that's part one of our discussion of the women of Disney. Um, I want to thank Lizzie for coming on for both part one and two. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here for season two. Yeah. But girl, we ain't saying goodbye fully because we have Friday to talk to you too. So That's true. That's true. So true. All right, everybody. Check us out on Instagram at Junkyard Divas. Liz is OMG. It's Lizzie 101 on Instagram. And I'm Trev George. And Lizzie Powers can be found out in the middle of a wooded area with seven little dwarves. (laughs) (laughs) And the gooseberries. Yeah. (laughs) So check us out Friday. We'll see you then. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Nom 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 n